events, and this is Applying the Word, a Bible teaching podcast to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. This is episode one entitled Lukewarm Christianity. Have you left your first love? Have you become lukewarm? A lukewarm Christian is described as one who profess to know and follow Christ, but whose life does not reflect that. They would claim to follow Christ, but not enough for Christ to seriously affect any aspect of their life. Some feel God is obligated to present a get-out-of-hell-free card as a result of some one-time decision long ago that involved praying a prayer or walking an aisle at church. But we are told in 2 Corinthians 13.5 to examine ourselves. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. In Revelation 13, I'm sorry, in Revelation 3, 15 to 16, we read, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So here are a few questions to ask. In your heart, do you desire to follow Jesus Christ, worship him, and obey him? Does your professed love for God stretch into action? Does it have any practical effect on your life? Do you ever change your mind about things you think and do as a result of reading the Bible? Would others characterize your actions as one who loves God? Do you seek to understand how scripture should be interpreted, or do you care more about how it fits or does not fit with your natural prejudices, opinions, and lifestyle? If these few questions reveal you to be a lukewarm Christian, the good news is that God, rich in mercy, rich in love, is waiting with open arms for you to take this seriously and return to him by confessing in honest prayer and genuinely repenting. We all struggle with seasons where we are lukewarm, where we are striving to maintain a commitment to Christ, but where we falter. We all need accountability, and sometimes we need to be stirred up to love and good works. We read in Hebrews 10, 24-25, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. Verse 25 says, do not neglect the fellowship as is the habit of some. Why would they be neglecting the fellowship? Did they have really busy lives like we might claim today? Were they discouraged and lacking the motivation for spiritual growth? Both are dangerous signs of apathy, the path to being lukewarm. As you see the day drawing near, what this is saying about our encouragement and motivation? The day is referring to the second coming of Christ. It speaks to genuine anticipation of the day we will all be with our Lord and Savior. Is the church today capable of apathetic fellowship and nominal faith as we wait for Jesus' second coming? Absolutely. Even the early church struggled with half-hearted fellowship. So they needed some encouragement. 
the church needed some stirring up, specifically towards love and good works. It would seem as though there was a struggle to apply God's word to their lives and live out their faith in the world around them. This is certainly true of some of us today. Apathy and discouragement, however, can manifest itself in everyday life as we go through the motions of coming to church or our weak involvement in church activities. Apathy can rear its ugly head in the most subtle ways. It can cause us to get to church late, leave early, or skip church altogether. It can cause us to neglect fellowship and fall out of touch altogether, even though we see each other all the time. Do you need a little stirring up? Allow me to strongly encourage you with these words from Revelation 2, 4 through 5. But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. The Lord warned these brethren that unless they repented and did the first works, he would remove their lampstand from its place. The lampstand was symbolic of the Lord's presence and his recognition that that congregation belonged to him. Remembering your salvation experience and the early days of your first love for the Lord can help you recognize changes that have developed in your relationship with God since then. Do you have a greater or weaker sense of your need for God now? Are you cooler towards God and less passionate about spiritual things than you once were? If so, repent of your indifference towards God. Repentance involves a change of mind, heart, and direction. Forsake the thoughts, attitudes, and actions that have drawn your attention away from wholehearted love for God. Receive God's forgiveness and renew your commitment to do the first works of your faith. Now that first love can still be revived and experienced again as it was in the beginning if you recognize what had happened. Or another way, repentance is a change of mind or will when the human will submits to the will of God. There comes a time in the life of every person when we should take a fresh inventory of our whole life and disposition, reminding ourselves again of the day we took such joy with the words of Isaiah 40:31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Friends, pray for personal revival and the return of your first love. Feel the forgiveness of the Lord and bask in his love like the prodigal son did upon his return, his return to his father. If you feel strong in the Lord, then stand by a discouraged brother or sister who has lost their first love for the Lord and encourage them back to love and good works. May you always feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in what you think and say and all you do, and may your walk reflect your love for Christ and your desire to apply His Word. <music>